Welcome to the Dive In Movie Cast, a film podcast where two unqualified critics give their opinions and try and differentiate themselves from every podcast out there. My name is Hayden. And I am Wesley. And this week, Wesley, we gotta go fast. We gotta go fast. We gotta go real fast. We gotta stop Dr. Eggman. Um, we're gonna be talking about the Sonic movies, because we didn't really talk about the first one when it came out back in 2020, and then the second one just came out, so yeah. no better time to spend some time with the Blue Hedgehog himself. Uh, but first, what have you been up to? We talked last week. You're done school now. Yeah, I'm done school. I have a bunch of free time on my hands. So, I, I mean, I have been working on a play that I am part of. Um, but I also have been playing a lot of Elden Ring, uh, which I think is perfect to talk about uh, for this movie, video games, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I, I held off on Elden Ring for a while because I was still in school, and I was like, this is going to consume my life. I know it. Has it? I, it has. Yeah. Um, on Monday, I think I played Elden Ring for seven hours. Holy shit. I started at noon. Um, I took a break for supper, and I think I stopped at about eight. My big and thing. And I was like, ooh, that's a pr- long time. Yeah, that's a long time. That's mm. like I remember one time when I was a kid, I played the infamous games, the superhero electricity power ones. Yeah. Played that game for 12 hours. I had a whole day off school. Played wow. it from the moment I woke up, moment I went to bed. And at like 3 a.m. that night, I like went into my mom's room and I was like, I, I can't sleep. All I was seeing was flashes of this video game. My brain was like not ready to leave oh that God. world yet. Um, but I guess after seven hours of Elden Ring, what does one psyche look like? Um, it's My psyche is a little broken because I spend like seven hours in Elden Ring and I'm like, wow, I got so much done. And I look at the map and it's still half undiscovered. Mm-hmm. Like I think I, I just got into... Um, the capital city of Lindell, which is where the Elden Tree is, um, and I have fifty hours into the game, fifty hours, Jeez. and I haven't even I haven't even gotten to the 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 Erd Tree yet. That's an investment. It is an investment. It, I'm like my entire life is dedicated to this game at the moment. Um, must but it's become okay. the Elden Lord. I must. I must uh, not be maidenless, stop being tarnished, and become the Elden Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm working my way through it. It's a lot of fun. Like, I am, as, as grueling as it is sometimes, I am having a lot of fun. Our friend Brayden, he said that he played it in 80 hours. He beat it. Insane. Is your run going to be 80? No. <laughs> I was going to say. Because I'm pretty sure when Brayden played it, he just, like, t- was go- trying to just go from boss to boss to boss. I'm spending my time, like searching areas and finding interesting things and trying to level myself up and stuff. Um, Cause I like, this is my first uh, dark souls kind of game. Uh, and so I I'm doing my best, but I'm not the greatest at it. So I have to take some time to just kind of like farm runes and level myself up enough so that I'm a bit overpowered when I get to these bosses so I can make it through. I think with Elden Ring, it's kind of the same thing as, like, what people will say about, like, going to the gym. It's like, it's, as long as you try, that's all that matters. Yeah, you don't exactly. need to be the best at it, but as long as you're you're getting there and you're doing it, that's all that matters. Like, I feel like if I were to play Elden Ring, I'd get the shit kicked out of me. Mm. But as long as I'm trying, I'm exploring, I'm having a good time, I feel like maybe, I don't know, you've straight up told me. Like, I talked to Joe from Kyber Culture. He was like, based on what you're saying, it's worth playing, but I don't know. Like, he, he recommended it, and he said, like, I don't know if it's your game, your type of game, but I would recommend it. It's still fun. And then you were like, do not get Elden Ring. Yeah, I, I know. I know the kind of games you play. I know what kind of uh, of a gamer you are, and mm. I just know that Elden Ring's not for you. I like, like, story-based stuff, like Uncharted and The Last of Us, or I like stuff like Dying Light, you know, or, like, stuff like, uh, you know... I guess leading on to my next note, I got Lego Star Wars. Yeah. You were like, I'm going to get the hardest game of all time. I was like, I'm going to get the easiest game of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun with Lego Star Wars. Uh, makes me feel like a child. Yeah. Sometimes to a fault. I'm like, damn, this game is like, there's no difficulty setting. Elden Ring locks you in on the hardest difficulty. Lego Star Wars locks you in at like the easiest. It's, it's like, meant for kids. It's meant for kids. I yeah. know this. I'm not about to be like, make it harder, guys. Like, I get it. It's for kids. Sometimes I'm in one of those fights, though, and I'm just like, damn. Like, there's... Yeah. There's puzzles that you have to do. It's just Dance Dance Revolution. I'm just like, mm-hmm. damn, this is like really easy. But the coolest part about the Lego Star Wars game so far for me is like the open world. Yeah. Being able to just hop up in a ship and fly to anywhere in the Star Wars galaxy as any character in the Star Wars lore, it's really cool. And like even if even though it's Lego, I'm just like, this is dope. As a yeah. Star Wars fan, this is really, really sick. 
Uh, very easy, and I'm breezing through it way too fast. But I'm having a fun time with it. Mm-hmm. No. Total opposite game from Elden Ring. Well, yeah, I literally played. Um, I I used to have. Uh, I think I still have it actually. Like Marvel superheroes or whatever, which is essentially open world man New York, but it's mm-hmm. just kind of Manhattan. Um, and uh, you get to be like any kind of superhero you want. Um, and so it that that one was super fun. Like the Lego games are fun. I played them all as a kid. I played all of the Lego Star Wars as a kid, uh, except for like the new Skywalker extra mm-hmm. added stuff on. Like the new trilogy, yeah. Yeah, like I played the original uh, trilogy on Wii, and I Same. also played the prequels on Wii. Yeah, um, which were god tier games. And so it's amazing to see them. Like we played. Uh, what fight was that? We played the General Grievous fight mm-hmm. uh, from the prequels uh, the other day, which was a lot of fun. Um, only grievance with playing the game once is second player always gets Get shafted. shafted. Yeah, this is a good time as ever to tell the story about. So my roommate Morgan and I, we've been playing it, and he was incredibly excited for the Anakin and Obi-Wan fight, right? He, yeah. was, he was like waiting the entire way as we were working our way through the prequels. He's like, I can't wait for the Anakin and Obi-Wan fight. Uh, I can't wait to kick your ass. Hopefully I'm Anakin and then you're Obi-Wan and we we get to go at it. I was like, yeah, it's going to be great. So we get to that fight. I'm Obi-Wan. I'm fighting a NPC Anakin and Morgan is R2-D2. Yeah. And I was like, damn, put an L in the chat for the guy. That sucks. It's like not even the R2-D2 that has the boosters or anything, like the little jetpack. Because Mm -hmm. in the Lego game, I remember used to be able to have the R2-D2 with the jetpack where he would just, he'd be able to hover and fly around a bit. Yes. This one, you can't do that. No, he's like stuck to the ground. Yeah. And like his attacks are like, he shocks you. Yeah, and so it. like Obi Wan and Anakin are doing this intense lightsaber duel, and Morgan's just running up, headbutting Anakin. And I'm just like, this sucks. I feel really bad for you. Yeah. But so that is definitely a big problem with the game, and a problem that I don't remember with the first one. Like when I was a kid playing, I'm pretty sure that one person played as Obi Wan, the other one played as Anakin. No. Am I remembering wrong? You are. Damn. It it was always you would fight Anakin as okay. Obi Wan. Damn. Um, yeah, I guess I'm. If remembering I'm not wrong, mistaken. But, right. Because uh, I think in the I think in the if you played it with two players, actually, you, you might be right. I can't remember exactly, but mm-hmm. I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it is. First player is Obi-Wan, and second player is whoever else was there or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's it's rough. It, it's definitely a, the biggest problem with the game. But overall, it's really cool. Just the open world aspects. Mm-hmm. Uh, the jokes are really funny. Like it, You can tell it's made by people who really love Star Wars. Like It's not just like shameless mining of the IP that a lot of Star Wars games have been recently. Like, you can tell that there's a lot of passion from the people who made this. So, if you're a Star Wars fan and you can play a kid's game, uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying enjoying that. But I guess, unless you want to mention anything else about any any video games. I do, I do. Since we're talking about childhood video games, um, I... So, the other day, I saw on the PlayStation Store that SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated was free. (laughs) Yes. Um, If you guys don't know what this game is, I used to play this game as a kid. I would go over to my cousin's house, and they had it on their PS2, and we used to play it all the time. Um, And I never finished it. I I remember, as a kid, never getting very far in it. Um, But now, as an adult, I bought it, and I am almost done. I almost Plowing finished it. it. It, I had never gotten to the later levels in the game. They're actually kind of hard. I'm not gonna lie, and I think it's. I think it's not because. Um, I think it's because this was made during a time when yes, they would make kids games, but they were more meant for like the older generation of kids, where it's still difficult. It's still mm-hmm. a little difficult, and that might have also just been from the technology and everything. Um, so it, it has. I have been struggling a little bit. Um, so it's it's nice to be able to come back to this game as an adult and like cruise through the first couple levels and then struggle just a little bit at the end because right. there's a little bit of a reward there. Um, but I realized I have to get like every single so like the things you collect are golden spatulas. I have to get every single one Before. to be able to to do the final boss fight. Damn. Every single one. So you just got to strut around Bikini Bottom and find them all. Yeah, now I got to go back to the levels where I didn't finish stuff and go and, like, complete those little bits and bobs. Damn. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see uh, how far I make it. But I, I hope to finish it. I would love to. I'm about to invest in this after LEGO Star Wars, I think. Yes. I, I, I got yeah. it as well, and I was playing it, and I was like, the nostalgia hit me like a like a wave. Like, I got drowned. I got sank to the bottom. You got sank a, to Bikini, bikini Bottom, Bottom, man. Yeah. And... 
I, I don't know. I just, I was playing it and I was like, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. And it does look good too. Like it's a full, it's not like a full remake or anything, but it's a, it's a well done remaster. Yeah. And it looks pretty cool. The, it's, it's fun. Cause it's all the original audio mm-hmm. from the game, except for, I think Mr. Krabs, I think Mr. Krabs has different audio. Cause it doesn't sound, I was like, like that's not Clancy Brown. No, it's not. <laughs> um, unless that's how it sounded like the game. And I don't remember, uh, but I can kind of tell the audio is the original audio. Uh, but yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, one of the funniest things I think is when you do a couple boss fights, um, or when you do all the boss fights, there's like, you know, that news reporter fish uh, from it who just looks like a normal fish in a suit. He's always on the side there. And so, uh, I was playing this boss fight and he just randomly goes, uh, I'll do my best impression of it. He randomly goes. This robot's looking like he's going down. And he just, like, kind of sticks out from the side of the screen and then goes back away. Yeah. I, it's just the funniest shit, man, because I'm like, what is the necessity of this? Like, why is he even here? It's just some SpongeBob shit. He, he's like, SpongeBob's got the lead. And I'm like, okay. So, like, are you talking about whenever you go out of bounds on, on the screen, how a hand will come in and, yeah, like, like that sli- one swipe you away? There's that one, too. I was playing this game while I was stoned. And when I when I I was running around, I went out of bounds, and I, like an actual human hand like goes onto the screen and pulls SpongeBob back. I was like really thrown off. I was yeah. like, "Damn, this it, is it's so funny, so weird." But I definitely need to work my way through this and, and play it again, just for the nostalgia's sake, but also because it's a good game. Mm-hmm. Classic SpongeBob, man. I get, you gotta love it. It's yeah. a great game. I guess while we're on the note of some classic video games, before we get into the movie of the day, mm-hmm. um, it's only fitting that we talk about some Sonic games. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about Sonic, so. What were like the big ones for you growing up? What were when you think back on Sonic and not like cartoons or, or movies, but when you think back on like the games, what are the ones that stick with you the most? Uh, as a kid, uh, the ones that really stuck with me were uh, Sonic Heroes was my number one. I played that on my original Xbox, mm-hmm. um, and like I never finished the game. What, what, uh, what one was that one again? Was Sonic it Heroes was the one where it's. Uh, essentially teams of three. So you get the Sonic team with Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails, but there's also, like, Team Chaotix with uh, the alligator, the crocodile dude, and the little bumblebee, and then the the pink, the pink, purple one with the little horn. There's also, uh, I can't remember what Amy's team was, but it was Amy and Cream and Mr. Big. I think I played this game. Probably. And this then sounds there's also very familiar. Team Shadow, which was Shadow, uh, the robot dude, and Rouge. Um, Mm -hmm. so you played, essentially, it was really cool because there was one main story plot, but depending on which team you played, you would be like these different, uh, moments for each team. So they were all trying to get to the same thing, but, um, like the Sonic team would do this thing where you go through the Green Hill Zone or whatever, and the Shadow team is doing this other thing where you're going through the sand or whatever, um, so it was all like different stuff and you could play the game through on each different team. Uh, it was so fun, man. Uh, yeah, that one, it does sound familiar. I don't know, I think I might have played Sonic Adventure, and I think I'm getting them uh, confused. Yeah, but. maybe. Uh, Sonic Adventure's kind of similar. Right. Um, but, yeah, Sonic Sonic Heroes was a blast. I remember playing the crap out of that game. And then, um, uh, as I got older, I played Sonic Unleashed. Yes, uh, that okay. That werewolf game. We'll talk on this one together, because I think this is one of our, our, our joined Sonic games that we yeah. both remember very well. I loved this game. It, it was great. I mean, okay, to be honest, this was in the phase where Sonic uh, wasn't doing too hot. Yeah, it was So they made things like Sonic and the Secret of the Rings, which was that one that was based in medieval times, and Sonic had a sword. Did you ever play that one or hear I've about heard, that one? I've heard about it. I haven't played it. Um, and they also, uh, like, this was the beginning of the phase where Sonic uh, was doing a bu- different stuff. Like, this is leading into kind of Sonic colors and, like, that kind of right. stuff experimenting with the IP because it was failing. So they were like, exactly. let's try some new shit. Um, and so Sonic Unleashed was one where you were, you played during the day, you played as Sonic. And then during the night you played as Sonic, the werehog. The werehog. He was a, he was a hedgehog that turned into a werewolf and it was great. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the game a lot. Um, and like as a kid, I wasn't like really critical on it or anything, but looking back at it now, it's kind of a weird premise because well, the whole yeah. thing about Sonic is you got to go fast. Uh-huh. When you were the werewolf, you didn't you were run slow. through things. You were slow and you would punch stuff and like fight enemies. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, but I want to go fast. Yeah. So like, I remember I would play the daytime levels a lot because they were the most fun in my opinion. I remember 
Well, I know that people do kind of regard this as like the weird black sheep of the franchise. Yeah. But also, it's it's had this renewed resurgence in popularity where people are like, we were too harsh on this game because of the premise. Facts. Like it's a cool it's a cool game, and it's a yes, it's a really weird premise. The idea that Sonic is turning into a werewolf at night and like you have to. I don't know. It's it's really bizarre. But mm-hmm. I think the way that the, the gameplay meshed, you know, you could play as the classic Sonic vibes, but also more of like a, a beat-em-up kind of run around through the city at night and just yeah. punch it. Like, that was fun, too, to me. I liked the duality in that game and how you kind of got to experience, like, the classic Sonic game and then more of, like, a, a modern, like, beat-em-up arcade-style game. Mm-hmm. I oh, Another thing I want to ask is, do you remember when you played that game, you remember Chip? Uh, the little weird dude yes. that would float around. Yeah. I always loved him so much because he's like, he's essentially Tails, but if Tails wanted to eat food all the time. Like he's constantly <laughs> trying to eat food and stuff. And like, I don't know. I also remember like the NPCs in the, the game were like kind of human, but not really. Yeah, that's like a blur for me. I can't really remember that, but like. They were like, they were. It, it was like because in Sonic 06, they made them try tried to make them look really like lifelike, right? And then in this one, it's kind of lifelike but kind of cartoony. I don't know. It was kind of weird. But I, I had an action figure of the Werehog. Really? It was sick. It was like a giant Werehog action figure, and that was like my pride and joy for a while. I was really proud to to own that one. Dang. Um, but I don't know. I just think that this is like definitely a weird one. And if you're revisiting Sonic. It's not the most sensible pick, but no. it, it's a pretty fun game. I do think that it's... And maybe it's just because of the time frame and the age that we played it at. I think mm. it came out 2008, so I would have been 8 or 9, meaning, of course, I'm going to love Sonic as a werewolf at the age of 8 or 9, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but did you also play... Did you ever play Shadow? The Shadow game? No, but I, I've seen videos of that game, and doesn't he, like, have guns? He has guns. He's just shooting everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really wild. <laughs> like, Shadow is edgy. We can give him a lock and he's fine oh the color scheme is like black and red yeah it's like all the buildings edgy. are black and red and super isn't it edgy. like isn't it like rock music like all the time yes and it's like not even just like you know led zeppelin rock it was like metal rock like the whole time yeah it, yeah i remember that game was wild and i played it on my computer i don't even think i played wow. it on console but i just went on the website and i played that one a lot um i also really loved the Sonic and Mario Olympic Games. <gasps> oh my gosh, this I forgot like, about this. Yeah, man, and like we've got the weird picks. I think a lot of people from the 90s are I probably going to hear this and be like, what the fuck? They, people from the 90s be like, Sonic 2, talk about Sonic 2, which is a very good game. Um, I have played for emulators of it and things mm-hmm. like that. Like the old classic retro ones, I've played it once or twice on like an emulator or something. I can't have a definitive answer of like, these are the superior Sonic games. Right. Um, but like the 2D side-scroller Sonic is... I think the best Sonic. I agree. Well, I also had the Sega console. Oh, you had like the, the, uh, what was that? The Sega, is the, no, it's not the Dreamcast. I don't remember what it was called, but I remember it had like hundreds of games preloaded on it. Maybe not hundreds, but it was a lot. Mm. Um, And Sonic and Sonic 2 were both on it. Yeah. So I played those ones a lot. And I think, you know, a lot of kids grow up as Mario kids and that's cool. Mm -hmm. I played Mario. I liked Mario a lot, but like I was always out here with Capcom and Sega. Those were like mm. the ones that I was playing the most of. So yes, of course it goes without saying Sonic one and Sonic two are incredible. They're just really fun games. Um, but so- this Mario and Sonic Olympic races mm. was just snowboarding as all the Sonic characters versus all the Mario characters was always so fun to me. Yeah. And I definitely will talk about it. When we get into Sonic two. I caught what they were doing. I caught that Easter. Oh egg. yeah. I knew what that was Uh nice little Capcom or not Capcom uh, Olympic games. Sonic and Mario Olympic Games reference there with the snowboarding. Oh, no. You don't think? Dude. I heard something about... Nah, Sonic Riders. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was a huge game. I never played this. I believe it's called Sonic Riders, if I'm not mistaken. There's literally a whole Sonic game where you are uh, racing people on hoverboards. I think I missed that one. That's a bummer. Which is uh, honestly stupid, because isn't Sonic the fastest running like mammal alive? Like, Why is it... That's an issue I have with these movies. Yeah, that's an issue I have with these movies. But, um, yeah, Sonic is he's fast boy. He's fast boy. It's if you're gonna put him on a snowboard, he needs to be going faster than Mario. Yeah. Um, Do you have any other Sonic games that are like definitive ones that stuck with you that you want to mention before (sighs) we we move on? I want to talk about really quickly um, Sonic 06. Uh, actually, no, I don't want to talk about Sonic 06. Sonic 06 is trash, if anyone knows what Sonic 06 like, is. It's not even getting the time of the day. Um, I, there's one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, when you talked about um, 
the Shadow game. It's really funny because I watch. I used to watch Game Grumps a lot. If you know who that is, yeah. Um, and there's one Game Grumps animated that I just remembered, and he they played the Shadow game, and, and there's like one fight that is notoriously hard. Uh, for this like weird unavoidable chin move this guy does and as you were describing the sonic game all i could think of is there's a clip where aaron is just screaming fucking unavoidable chin move and that's all <laughs> i could think of the entire time you're talking about that but just stuck with you it's like it that one did. thing it did because the chin move is unavoidable and it sucks the, the, the thing about all those old games man is like they had so many boss fights that were like the end of it for people. Yeah, because... You just couldn't get past it. You're like, all right, I'm putting the game down and I'm never touching it again because this is too hard. Let's be honest. I think that 3D Sonic, where Sonic has been running around and it's not 2D, it's not linear and it's a bit of free roam, mm-hmm. I always think those games aren't the greatest. No, they're less good for and, sure. And the reason why is because... Um, when you have these 2D platformers where Sonic is just running in the classic games, he can go fast because there is a platform and a clear linear line for him to go. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing in a more open world kind of game, running around and like hitting walls that you're not supposed to fucks with the game. Right. That's why Sonic 06 sucks so bad because there was so much free roam and stuff and it got rushed to be put out that um, they just like didn't fix all the bugs in it. And there are people out there um, who are making fan-made Sonic games that are, like, superior than anything Sonic Sega has put out for Sonic games. I'll have to find those, see if we can we can run up against a Sonic game. Exactly. And so, like, there, it's getting there. It's right. almost there, which is upsetting to hear because Sonic has been out for so long. And I think things like Sonic Colors, too, which is pretty good, it's a bit linear. Um, don't even get me started on Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom is a pile of trash. Damn. If you've never, A, if you've never played Sonic Boom, don't torture yourself. Just avoid it. Avoid it. It's just awful. B, if you watch any of the clips from the Sonic Boom TV show, it's ass. I don't know which Sonic show I watched. You, uh, I watched, I remember as a kid watching, there was one, and the TikTok audio is going around right now, which is really weird. Um... Uh, it's like, what is the song? The opening title theme is like, Triplets born, the throne awaits, Sinners warn of a deadly fate, or something like that. I haven't heard this, now. It's like, it's like an early 2000s Sonic show where, I can't even remember what happens in it, but I remember watching that. But yeah, I think, I think that's all of my Sonic stuff. You know what? my childhood. Right as I was wrapping up, I was like, I did play Sonic Riders. I just looked at a picture of it. Yes. This is very familiar. It's yes. clicking. Sonic Riders. So maybe what happened is my memories of Mario Olympic Sonic mm-hmm. and Sonic Riders kind of just morphed into one thing. Exactly. But I loved Sonic Riders. I also just have to shout out Sonic Advent- uh, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Played that one a lot on the GameCube with my brothers. Never played those ones. Really, really good stuff. Mm. And then on top of that, I just have to say this so nobody comes at me later. Yes, the best Sonic games are the original ones during the 90s. Like, yeah. They're just the best. Uh, and I totally agree with what you said about like open world Sonic struggling more than linear path because you can make him go really fast on a linear path. In an open world, he's gonna go slower because it's a giant, giant world. Plus, like when you're going crazy fast speeds, it's hard to move side to side and uh, catch those things as quick as they come. Right. Uh, so it, it's it's tough, and I understand. Uh, why it's not the greatest but i still did love those games in my childhood they, i will always cherish those memories yeah and it's like as a kid you don't notice if they're good or bad you're yeah. just like you're playing with your brother and you're playing as knuckles tails and sonic and you're like this is sick yeah. this is all i need you know mm. so that's kind of was my relationship with some of those mid 2000s sonic games mm-hmm. but anyways on that note uh let's let's talk sonic the hedgehog in movie format yeah on the, on the big screen big screen sonic so when we when we first started this podcast i think we started it in March 2020. And so we had just missed the window that we probably would have talked about Sonic. I think it came out like a month and a half before that. Yeah. And then it really just never came up on the podcast. Uh, so we're going to kind of talk about Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. But off the bat, what do, you, what do you think about these Sonic movies? And in particular, what do you think about Sonic 1? I think they are some of the best um, video game adapted movies out there. Um, there are ones like Ready Player One that are really good, but that's because they have so much nostalgia in them that they're just getting you for the nostalgia. These ones, um, there's always been something weird that happens with video game movies where they just can never... They can't get it. They can't get it right. Yeah. I think this one really does get it right. I agree. Um, 
like the Sonic One, the first movie, um, it it does a great job at setting up who Sonic is and having this really heartfelt adventure um, with Sonic. And I think it just it just does a good job at being like, yes, we understand you know who these characters are. We're just gonna reintroduce them to you in this new world. They're still the characters you know and love. They're just in a different world. And that's I think that's exactly what uh, these movies and things need to do because um, it's so much fun to watch Sonic run around uh, in planet Earth and go to a bar and mm-hmm. be like, what's up, guys? And it's like, that's not something you'd see, but that's a great way to help your characters struggle and give them an actual struggle is put them in a place they are not comfortable with. Right. And so I think these movies do that really good where you still have fun-loving Sonic, but he's just in the regular world. Right. I agree. And I also think, like, this movie does the same thing that most movies will do when they're trying to put a character into a movie, which is like, okay, you have the character, he gets pulled from his universe, and then he gets paired up with generic dude, you know? Yeah. And it's a pretty like played out formula. It's been done a lot, but I think that this movie does it pretty well. Mm-hmm. I actually like the chemistry between James Marsden and Sonic. Yeah, um, which is weird to say because it's a CGI creature and James Marsden, an actor that I'm not even that familiar with. Um, Yo, for some reason he appears alongside animated animals a lot. What's well, his there's other... only two actually. <laughs> what's his other one? It's Sonic and Hop. You ever watch that movie? Yeah, the Easter one, Easter Bunny one. Yeah, he's in that one too. Okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like they, they do have a nice interactions here and I feel like they kind of take that formula of like, you know, CGI character with person going on adventure and they make it actually fun. Yeah. Uh, having Sonic, you know, end up in a bar and, and all this stuff, like you said, is entertaining. And the main thing that they do right with Sonic as a character is like, he still feels like Sonic. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time when you have these adaptations, like they try and do the most, they write the, they overwrite these characters and then they don't feel like the characters we knew. Yeah. Sonic just feels like Sonic. And from mm-hmm. the very first five minutes of that movie, I was like, all right, they got him right. Like they, and that's all that matters. I think is if you're going to make a Sonic franchise, get Sonic right is the most important thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I do think that this movie kind of showed what video game movies can be when they don't take themselves too seriously, when they don't feel the need to step up to some crazy, hype that isn't even really there yeah i think we we did a whole episode on like the curse of video game movies and when we talked about mortal kombat we talked about mortal kombat and just like the problem and and how why they go wrong so often and movies like mortal kombat are kind of representative of like the failures and shortcomings of video game movies where i feel like movies like sonic like this one are like these can be a lot of fun Mm -hmm. you just need to like take them less seriously and give the fans what they want yeah stop trying to change shit and i think sonic succeeds at that that's why, honestly, that's why I'm so concerned about the Mario movie. Oh, I don't have any hopes for that. I have, it's like, it's going to be a, I know exactly what it's going to be like. It's going to be a pure money grab. Um, it's Illumination. The animation studio, Illumination. Illumination. Oof. It's going to be a full money grab. And if they aren't giving us the Mario voice that we know, mm. you've already failed at giving us the Mario we know and love. Yeah, they said it's like going to be its own thing. I remember reading something about like, Chris Pratt's not going to be doing the classic Italian Mario voice. I'm like, mm-hmm. then why hire Chris Pratt? Exactly. Like, we are only here to see Mario, our beloved character, like one of the most, if not the most beloved video game character of all time. Yeah, I would say he is, yeah. And you're just going to be like, we're going to change it up a bit. It's yeah. Like, what? Mm-hmm. You have one job. And Charlie Day is Luigi. Honestly, hype. That, that'll be good. Hype for, here's who I'm hyped for. Charlie Day is Luigi, uh... Uh, Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen as, Donkey as Donkey Kong, Kong. Yeah. Jack Black as uh, uh, Bowser, and um, Michael Keegan Key as Toad. The only people good. I'm excited for. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. I just I feel like this is like Sonic is a kids movie. I'm gonna say right now, like the first yes. and second one, definitively I'm gonna call them kids movies. But there are those types of kids movies that you can really in- watch and enjoy no matter how old you are. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Pixar thing. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, shut your brain off and you're going to have a fun time no matter how old you are. That Mario movie is going to be a ki- capital K kids movie. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's going to be accessible at all to anybody over the age of eight. Because uh, Illumination just doesn't make movies for people over the age of eight. No. Like, and so I'm concerned about that one. But I don't even know where we were going with this. But Sonic's good. So- Sonic is the exception. Sonic is the exception. Yes. Yeah. Um, as far as the first movie goes, though, uh, I had a really fun time with the first movie. I think that it is, um, 
it's just a good it's a good fun joy ride and mm-hmm. that's exactly what the movie needs to be it's sonic um figuring out the world that he's in uh learning about his powers and all this stuff um and meeting our villain dr eggman yes jim carrey jim carrey out here doing the most in both movies out here killing it well here's one question i have for you do you think he's better in the first or second movie Oh, I don't know. That's tough. It's hard to say. Because in the first movie, he's he does a really good job um, as Eggman. I'm actually I'm gonna say the first movie. Me too. Because and th- that doesn't mean his performance is bad in the second one. It's just like the second one, he is going for it. Like really going for it. He's really going for it, and it's not bad. It's just a lot. I'll also say too, in the second one, he has less to work with. Like he actually has less yeah. screen time. Um, and I just think that a lot of the jokes he's given in the second one aren't as good as the jokes he's given in the first one. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I, we'll get into it. I could do without Eggman flossing. Don't really need that. Yeah, so could I. Not really looking for that. Um, and in the first one, he's more so, like, doing the Jim Carrey-type humor, whereas in the second one, it's kind of, like, more kid, kid-friendly-type yeah. humor. Um, I think he has more to work with in the first one. And he goes Agreed. a little more insane in the second one, but I actually like the energy he has more in the first one and the stuff he's working with more in the first one. Mm-hmm. But he's, he is like everyone's favorite part of these movies. Yeah. He's so good. He is, he is fantastic. Uh, so you can't, you can't hate on a man for really going for it in that kind of role. He is out here. Um, but yeah, like I, I'll just, what else, what else I'll say about the first one is that I think the first one sets up a really good tone for the second one too. Like going into the second one, I was like, I have. I feel like this is just going to be exactly like the first one in in the same kind of tone, and it was. And that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. Um, like I think they did the first one, realized that they, Sonic doesn't have to be super serious. Sonic can be fun. Sonic can be jokey, um, making quips. Exactly, and they just carried it on to the second one, and I think that's perfect. I I, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree. I think they they strike up a tone in the first movie. And they're like, okay, this works. We're not, we're not even going to mess with this. We're not going to change it. Yeah, um, we know I, it works. I will say, I think I noticed in the second movie how they were kind of like, let's step away from the James Marsden character a little bit and let Which Sonic. Which is a smart idea. Smart call, yeah. Let Sonic do his own little adventure. But I will say, like, I like the first one for what it is, which is like a, a buddy road trip movie with Sonic. Yeah. You know? And I think that the villain is is fun. I think it just succeeds at being a really entertaining time. And pre-COVID, this was just like, now there's the whole conversation of like, is this movie worth going to see in the theaters? Pre-COVID, Sonic was just a fun movie. And everybody yeah. just went, it did really well. Everybody just went to go see it. And it was like, there was no question about like, should I spend my money on Sonic? Everyone was like, fuck yeah, Sonic. Yeah. Um, so if you liked the first one and you watched it and you're like, I want more of that. Second one is definitely going to give you more of that. Yeah. And you're going to enjoy it. Um, okay, before we move on to the second movie, I want to talk really quickly about the original design for the character. Oh, gosh. Um, you guys have all seen it. I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, search it up. The original design for Sonic was atrocious. His booty. They released that trailer. It received so much backlash. I, I've never seen such intense outcry from the internet being like, no, no, no. It was just a collective, like, stop right there. Smart, honestly, smart calling the internet's part. Yeah, like... the internet. They, ne- they never miss. They always know. Um, but so everybody was like, we need to redesign this because he had these teeth. He had these weird human hands. He just looked really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think that this franchise would have looked like if they had not changed Sonic to look like the Sonic we know? If they had kept that horrific uh, Uncanny Valley design, what do you think we'd be looking at here? I think it would have been exactly the same. Yeah. I think there would have <laughs> been. Here's, here's what I think that. I think there would have been outrage at the design. But people still would have gone to see it. Right. See it, right? Right. Um, and then the second one would have come out, and they would have been like, God, I can't believe you're sticking with that design. But people probably would have gotten used to it at that point a little bit, mm-hmm. and then they still would have gone out to see it. So I, I don't think it would have changed anything, but I'm glad they changed the design. Right. I, I agree and disagree, because I think like it wouldn't have changed anything because the movie was the same. All they did was just re-render a character into the same movie that existed. Yeah. But... I do think the fan reception would have been bad because people are, are picky about that stuff. And, like, I think if they had gotten that movie without the comfort of knowing Sonic and seeing Sonic how they know him, I think if they had gotten that movie with, like, that creepy version of him, I don't think we'd be looking at a sequel right now. True. I think that movie would have still released and 
been fine the way it was, but I don't know if that reception and that kind of universal, like, this is fun, would have existed in the same way. Because people wouldn't be able to focus on how fun it was because of how mad they were. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, I can agree with that. So I definitely think we would have gotten the first movie. I don't know if we would have gotten the second movie. Imagine what Knuckles would have looked like with that original design. Somebody did it. Somebody drew it up. It looks bad. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. Knuckles and Tails look terrifying. I'll have to look into that after because that's it's just nightmare fuel. That original mm-hmm. picture is like, oof. That's my sleep paralysis demon right there. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's talk about Sonic Two. Let's mm-hmm. get into it. Unless you have any other things on nope. the first movie. Fun little ad- adventure. Check it out if you haven't seen it. It's like two and a half years old. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the second one? I think the second one, people have been saying the second one is better than the first one. I slightly agree. Mm-hmm. I think it is a little bit better, but not by much. I agree. There's like, improvements to the formula and things that I was like on board with. But overall, I was like, this is on par yeah exactly it's very much on par with the first one so like Hayden said if you like the first one you'll like the second one mm-hmm. um, but I, I had a lot of fun with this uh, I think Idris Elba as Knuckles is so good yeah he said he wasn't gonna do a sexy voice bro I'm calling cap on that one yeah I was like Knuckles started talking and I was like sweating in my <laughs> yeah. seat um, <laughs> God, I just thought of a really gross joke, and I'm not going to say it. Um, probably for the best. Probably for the best. Um, but, yeah, no, Idris Elba is so much fun. Uh, I love the – like you you mentioned this before we went to the theater, that you heard that he was kind of taking – or they were kind of taking like a – it kind of felt like Drax in a way. Yes, yeah. And it very much does. And But it works in this situation where Sonic is essentially like the know-it-all of Earth, and Knuckles has no idea why he's here mm-hmm. or where he is, like, essentially. Um, or like why people's motives are the way they are or like why he's fighting for what he's even fighting exactly. for. Everything's confused, just a big question mark for he's him. He's a very confused character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, Knuckles is great. Uh, Tails is awesome. Love the voice actor for Tails. They do all the voice acting for Tails these days. So mm-hmm. I, it's just perfect. And Tails was literally Tails and that's all I wanted. Yeah, more, more often these studios need to be like, how do we get this to replicate the character that people love? Hire the person who voices that character. Exactly. Replicate it. Exactly. No one's going to be like, damn, I can't believe they didn't switch it up from the games that I know and love from my childhood. Everyone's going to be like, hell yeah. You know, the thing that we're asking them to recreate here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's let's spice it up a bit, you know? Let's change it. Let's change the thing. It's like, no, you idiots. Um, But yeah, no, I think it was just really good. And I mean, like I said before, Jim Carrey's here, killing it as always. Um... I my one grievance with this movie is the like you had mentioned how they're they kind of moved away from the uh like what's his name? Oh, James Marston. James Marston. I don't know his character's name. I, I wish I could tell you. I don't know. I can't remember either. All I remember him being called is Donut Lord. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, but they kind of moved away from him being like Sonic's buddy, which I think was a good idea, but the whole like the whole wedding mm-hmm. side plot was mm-hmm. so odd it's because they were trapped right because they were like okay we have a character we have a big actor mm-hmm. so what do we do people don't want to see him with sonic for the entire movie but we have to keep him in the movie so they give him this weird subplot where he's like at like a wedding mm-hmm. and that's really it like it spent they spend a lot of time with this wedding yeah i think they could have cut like most of that story arc. I think they could have cut the story arc and just been like, well, we're going to a wedding. See you later, Sonic. Right. That's true. They could have easily done that. Um, like none of it's necessary. And it's like absolutely insane because here, here's all the things that happened in this wedding. A, um, Donut Lord Man, apparently everyone in his wife's family hate him. Because of what he did, because of the fact that he totaled his wife's car and, and all the Sonic stuff, all the Sonic stuff, yeah. they hate him. Uh, so he's like surprised to even be there. Um, so like it's very awkward all the time with everyone. Um, and the dude that this uh, girl is marrying, he's all muscly and like a frat bro, pretty much. Um, and then the service happens, and he realizes he swapped the Sonic ring with one of the one of the other rings, which I saw coming from a million miles away. Oh yeah, I saw that coming too. Um, because of course the rings are gold. Exactly, they, they have to look just like his ring. Exactly. Uh, and of course in that one little magic trick, he accidentally swaps them. Um, and like the most fucked up part is that the the groom is actually an undercover cover agent who has been, um. 
working with like the CIA to try and capture Sonic. <laughs> it's like this whole wedding was a setup to capture Sonic. Yeah, this whole like probably four year relationship or more, <laughs> just to capture Sonic. And then he's like, the the wife is uh, the bride is like going crazy. He's like, fuck all of you. I will Literally, say, she was giving her all to that performance. I don't even think that performance deserved her. She's like really good in it, and it's like. Honestly, I think she was the best part of the entire story, like Same. the plot line. Same. Like She's her really fun. Being like a bride on a revenge arc, hilarious. Yeah. The way she just like fucking comes flying in on the golf cart. Um, Sends it off the cliff and then like motions to the guy, like the throat cutting thing. Literally, it explodes behind her as she does the thing where she drifts around and then steps out of the car as it's spinning away. Um, so cool. But. It's just insane the entire story, the side story that's going on. The, it makes it makes the rest of the story, which is three anamorph like human hedgehog hybrid people <laughs> who are going to find a master crystal, a master emerald. It makes it seem sane. Yeah, the side <laughs> plot of the wedding is fucking crazy. It's really wild. <laughs> I I did. There was a lot of stuff I liked with the wedding, mainly like. I just think the way it's constantly getting more insane, and on top of that, uh, her name's Natasha Rothwell, that girl we were just yes. mentioning. She's just she makes that whole thing like worth watching. Like I was entertained because of her. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of like its own movie, you know? It's like this own little movie aside from the Sonic plot. Yeah, which is just really weird pacing wise. Um, but it was entertaining nonetheless. It was entertaining, and it did come in to play later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will give it its own prompts, but it was yeah, it was a little odd compared mm. to the rest of the movie, which I absolutely loved. Just a little another little Sonic adventure. I will say too, like my biggest issue with the first movie and my biggest issue with the second movie. I know they're kids' movies. Probably shouldn't let it bother me this much. I hate that Sonic doesn't run so often. Why is he like? There's a scene in the second movie where he's walking through like a blizzard and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna freeze to death." I'm like, "Then run, just do it." Why are you doing this? I, I you actually brought that up to me or uh yesterday i think and uh i i realized why he isn't running what it's because tails can't fly behind him because it's so windy pick him up bro <laughs> you know they're like, the same fucking size that's I true mean, i guess he could have i guess he could have you're right you're right but also it, it actually it bothers me more in the first movie the second movie has sonic running a about lot. as often as I want want him to, mm-hmm. but with that first movie, like he spends a long time in a car, in a and car. he's like, yeah. "We have to get there. We have to hurry." I'm like, "Bro, then then hurry. Like, what are then you run? What are you doing? Leave leave him behind. Leave the sheriff behind. Get yeah, there. he has no relevance to this plot. You're Sonic. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like that was just like a, a minor issue I have with both those movies, and mm-hmm. it's like it's just a small gripe. Yeah. But um, I, while we were kind of talking about these characters, um. How do you feel about the way that, like, the movie kind of just throws Tails and Knuckles into, like, the foil? Like, there's not some big plot that's, like, dependent. I mean, Knuckles a little more so. But how do you feel about their introduction? Perfect. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Because this, these movies understand that if you're coming to see this movie, you probably already know who Sonic is. Mm-hmm. You probably already have some ideas. So, Tails, not a far stretch. You know who Tails is. They don't even need to give you a backstory because Tails' backstory is that he finds Sonic and becomes his best friend. Yeah, in the games, it's the exact same thing. Exactly. He's just like, I needed to help you, so I did. That's it. And yeah. that, I think that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Tails' whole thing of just, like, oh, I'm the tech guy, I'm, I don't really get involved with this, and Sonic being like, yeah, buddy, let's do it. It's like, yes, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. Getting Knowing a little bit more of Knuckles' backstory is necessary because people probably don't know the lore of Knuckles and the echidna people and the fight between them and the owls. Even even myself, who was like grew up a huge fan of Knuckles and like like have always been really into that character, I was like, Thank you for the refresher, because yes. like I kind of didn't remember all this, and it's like nice to have it. It's been a while, so I think I think that is also good too, getting that refresher. But even for like people who don't understand or don't know about Knuckles, seeing him on screen, you kind of already know who he is, and they reveal his past kind of as it goes, which I think is good. They're not just like big lore dump right at the start. It's like no, we don't need that. We'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Um. So I think the way that they're all introduced is perfect, and. I think it makes a lot of sense, actually, that Knuckles is on Eggman's side for a while because Knuckles doesn't Knuckles doesn't know anything. Right, he's just here for the Master Emerald, and exactly. he's like, "Whatever you tell me about getting to that, I'll do it." And because also a lot of the times in the Sonic games, uh, Knuckles and Sonic aren't friends. No, that's true. Like they started as enemies because uh, Sonic is trying to get the Master Emerald or whatever. 
or Knuckles thinks that Sonic is trying to get the Master Master Emerald and all this stuff. So I think it makes perfect sense that they aren't friends at the beginning and they're enemies because that's like a thing that happens in the games all the time. Yeah, true. I I do think the way that they bring them into the fold is is really effective, especially what you had mentioned about Tails. Just like throw them in there. It's not a big deal. Yeah, no, no. Everyone knows. Mm -hmm. They get it already. And one thing I found to be really, and I know it's like, it's Sonic, so I'm not going to get, like, too into, like, the, oh, I was really moved by this. But, like, I did think it was really effective to have Sonic kind of be very, like, lonesome. And even though he's got people like, you know, James Marsden's character and his wife at the beginning, he's he doesn't really have friends. Yeah, Like, exactly. he has, like, that, like, father figure and everything, but he doesn't really have anyone to interact with. Throwing Tails and Knuckles in there, and obviously by the ending of the movie, Knuckles and is going to be his friend as well. Yeah. Like, that, that connection, and there's a little scene towards the ending where I was like, this is sweet. You know, mm-hmm. it's like... It's a kid's movie, but as a kid, I would have been totally all for this. Yeah. And that kind of is on to my next point is like, it's important while watching movies like this for me to shut off the critic brain. I'm really mm-hmm. not trying to like criticize Sonic 2, you know? I'm watching this because... As we, as we talk about it on our movie as, podcast. As we criticize this movie on our movie podcast. <laughs> um, but I, like mainly like, I just try and shut it off and I try and go into it with like the fresh eyes that I would have watched this as as a kid. Because mm-hmm. as a kid, I would have loved these movies like love them so it's important that i try and just like disassociate a little bit from like the intense movie critic thought process and just be like it's a blue hedgehog and he runs fast and like it makes me feel the nostalgia for that stuff that i felt when i was a kid Mm. and a lot of like nostalgia these days it's really forced i don't feel like these are forced nostalgia because it's like their own story with these characters that we grew up with right yeah and so i feel like those characters connections and everything in this movie it's all minor little stuff, but it doesn't feel forced to me ever. I'm like totally on board for it and I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it in the same fresh eyes I would have when I was younger. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's important to just say that. Like when, mm-hmm. when I'm watching movies that are quote unquote kids movies, I'm just like, I'm not watching it with the same eyes. I'm trying to watch it as a kid. Yeah. Hearing like kids laugh in the theater while watching a movie like this just makes me happy. That stuff is just nice. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got to mention this too before we go on. When me and Hayden went to go watch this movie. Oh, this is funny. It was like the weather outside. It was calling for uh, horrible rain and winds and everything. So we go to watch the movie and we go into the theater. It's like 1.40 in the afternoon. We walk in. As we walk in, there is no one in the theater except for one man in the back left corner by himself sitting there eating his popcorn. He was ready for it. (laughs) We walk in. We have like seats in the middle of the theater. We sit down. It's just us three for a hot minute. And then the only other people that come into the theater is a mom and her kid. That was it yeah, for this it. entire movie. Dead. I think me and Hayden laughed more than the kid did. Um. I know. There was one moment where the kid laughed and really hard. And then I was just like, nice. I'm glad you enjoyed that. And then there was another moment where I was laughing really hard. And I was yeah. like, okay. Well, now I feel a little weird. I'm going to need you to laugh with me, child. Because yeah. now I feel like a child myself. No, it, it, was, it was funny because like... I, I, I mean, it's not like I expected there to be a huge crowd for Sonic, but I found it so funny that, like, three dudes who are probably in their mid-20s and <laughs> a <laughs> child and his mom were the only people in the Sonic 2 theater. Yeah, like, the ratio is just not evening out here. You can you can tell, because we are, the, us five random strangers, we were the dedicated people. We came during, like, a rainstorm. Th- those are the Sonic fans right there. Yeah. <laughs> you walk into that theater, you're like, him, him, and him. <laughs> Uh, no, it was, it was just funny. I thought I should mention that. I've I've heard so many stories, and like we have other stuff to talk about before we get to this. But I've heard so many stories of like packed theaters for this movie. Mm. Uh, wish we got that. Yeah. But so many stories about packed theaters freaking the fuck out over the post credit scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. It's a pretty cool post credit scene. Yeah. I would have loved to hear a Sonic fan react to it. That wasn't myself. Yeah. I was just like, yo. <laughs> yeah. We were just like, oh my goodness. Um, but uh. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely. That's what I mean, too, like, tying back into that, like, kids movie, but also, like, anybody can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's very telling that, like, most of the people there to see it were only four people, but yeah, they were above 20, mm-hmm. right? Um, anyway, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was, do you feel that Jim Carrey, because we already kind of talked about it, do you feel like he overdoes it in this second movie? No, I think it's... I think it's necessary for him to go a little crazier because mm-hmm. think about it. He's been on this weird mushroom planet for how long did it say? I don't know. Like, it was three like a months. Few, yeah. It was a while. Uh, or something like that. Uh, maybe a little longer. I don't know. Uh, but essentially he, 
I mean, if you lived on a mushroom planet by yourself, you'd probably go a little crazy you, too. Yeah. He's um, like shocking himself with the quill and he's like yeah. loving it a bit too much. I'm like, oh, okay. He is he is definitely when he was shocking himself with that quill, he was getting off on that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like hundred <laughs> percent. Um but yeah, I think it's just like it's a lot. It's a very and Eggman is a pretty wild character if you mm-hmm. think about it. Um but it, it was it was a lot and I was I was ready for it. I mean, it was Jim Carrey, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. Um and I had a lot of fun with it. There were some moments where I was like, this is a little too much, I think. I think my big issues were the writing choices for Eggman. Yeah, his jokes. His jokes just weren't really funny. And that, that sucks when Jim Carrey is giving such a committed, insane performance and everything he's forced to say is the worst part of it. Yeah. I'm like, damn. But it was just a lot of like, you know, the flossing one being the absolute worst of what we're talking about. But yeah. just like a lot of like kid jokes where it was like... Mm-hmm. Clearly, they were using Jim Carrey as the vessel to make the kids laugh the most. Yeah. And that's fine, but I I just feel like he's giving such a good performance. I wish the script in the movie around him was willing to give him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't think he goes too far. I think when we came out of the theater, one of the first things I said was, like, maybe he went a tad too far mm-hmm. into the insane. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, we don't get enough performances like this anymore. Oh, yeah. Like, he, it's, it's really cool crazy- to have... He's a crazy kids villain. Right, like, that's exactly. That's kind of point. Reminds me of, um, what's his name from the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies? <laughs> no, uh, uh, Ian. Ian, Uncle Ian. Bro. Just like that insane performance where he's like clearly dialing it up to like way further than he needs to. It's just really entertaining. Okay, I got to talk about this really quickly. This is just a quick side note. Hayden showed me a video <laughs> on TikTok of like one of those like hot boy edits, but it was Uncle Ian yeah, from Alan Chipmunks. I've been getting a lot of these on my TikTok. So recently. have I. It's really weird. I, I am getting them now and I can't stop. They won't go away. It's, it's like if you've ever been on Twitter <laughs> and you've ever seen like one of those BTS edits, right? Like, you know, they're everywhere. Like yeah. all those Twitter edits with like the intense music and, and it's the like flashy colors. Flashy colors. And they're a uh, shot from a video of them and it's kind of like slowed down slowed down yeah i've been getting a lot of uncle ian hot boy (laughs) edits on my tiktok feed it's cursed it's the most cursed thing on tiktok these days just waiting for the jim carrey robotnik yeah tiktok edits to start rolling in Mm -hmm. somebody's got to get on it um last thing i'll say about robotnik amazing costume design Yes. 10 out of 10. Whoever designed that costume, god tier. Also, when they're flipping through the different outfits yeah. and you see the fat uh, Eggman like it, like it is in the video games, so good. Fun Easter egg, yeah. When you just, it's, it's exactly like the video game outfit. Even mm-hmm. the hair and the, glo- the goggles, I'm like, that's yeah. a pretty cool reference. Um, also, two other little Easter egg things that I didn't notice. Um, really cool when Sonic was underwater, how he sucked up a bubble. Like when you're playing Sonic underwater and you hit a bubble to get, uh, more air. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Love that. Um, I also really liked the, when he, uh, in that one scene where he kind of loses his rings, uh, it makes the noise like the, oh yeah. Like when you, when he reaches for them, lose the rings. Yeah. And it made the noise, which I was like, yes, yes, please. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, what was the other thing? Oh, obviously, the Sonic snowboarding is a reference to Sonic Riders, like we mentioned earlier, which was a really cool scene. I really enjoyed that little uh, chase scene. Yeah, the whole, like, with the avalanche happening while they're on the little yeah. pieces of, I think it was wood. And it's, like, Knuckles. Uh, it's, and... like, it's, like, parts off of robots. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, Knuckles and Sonic just going back and forth, bashing into each other. I was like, this is a fun scene. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's... A lot of stuff happens. Sonic and Knuckles uh, realize that they're kind of on the same side. And mm-hmm. Knuckles is like, damn, Eggman sucks. And Sonic's like, yeah. yeah. Knuckles is like, I thought you were my friend. And then Eggman proceeds to absolutely degrade him. I know. <laughs> He's like, oh, you naive little bipedal beast. And I'm like, what? <laughs> damn, man. Just tell him you're not his friend. Let him down easy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I definitely, like, a lot of stuff does happen that, like, we're not going to talk about here. Like, just mm-hmm. story story stuff. Um. I guess another criticism I want to direct towards this movie, though, is during the third act, characters just start saying the same thing over and over in, like, different ways. True. Like, it's like Sonic is just like, I always learned that I had to be a hero. And then, like, in, like, five minutes later, he'll just be like, you never know when it's your time to be... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just like he's... A lot of the script is doing the same thing for, like, 20 minutes straight, just, like, rephrasing it. Like, Knuckles, his whole 
revelation that he needs to be better is like him just saying the same thing for like five minutes straight. And I was like, all right, well, I'm glad you came to that realization. Look, here's the thing. It's a kid's movie, Uh like we said earlier. And Uh so it's not going to be a super in-depth things. One other criticism I had, and I realized this is a new movie criticism that I have um, from watching. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. I have to mention this too. Hayden and I watched Titanic 666. Um, Oof, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. That's like a whole other podcast. Uh, but one thing I just need to say in that movie, also probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Definitely one of the worst. Um, in that movie, uh, there's a lot of just like reacting to things. Yeah. And I've realized that that is one of my new pet peeves in movies. Like I understand that sometimes it's, ne- it's necessary to see a character react to something. But when characters, when it cuts like a shot of, uh, there's a specific shot I'm thinking of where it's uh, John Marston and his wife, uh, as they run up to like the camera, they just go. They run into the camera and like center by rubble, and they're like, "Yeah, go Sonic, do it." And they cuts to something else, and I'm like, "What was the point of that?" We did not need this shot. That yeah. was to spend more time. That was literally just a time wasting shot. Right. So that is something that has become a new pet peeve of mine when it switched to characters like reacting to things that we've already seen as an audience and right. i'm just like God. like the audience has already presently reacted to the thing that the characters are now on screen reacting to yeah and it's just like that was unnecessary but whatever that's valid um but i think that kind of takes us to the final battle which is super epic uh, mm-hmm. in this i love the fact that eggman so eggman gets the power of the emerald and then uh he builds a giant like classic eggman robot yeah and you get like the classic like evil villain like blue beam and or green beam in the sky you exactly know? Like, it's it, all there it's fantastic i think it's great uh it's like classic evil villain stuff um but we also get to see sonic in ultimate power form yeah this was cool uh super awesome to see super sonic uh as he's just like flying around and zooming around and the fucking scene where the robot arm goes to punch him and he just fucking stops it. Yeah. That was so, that was, that's going to be in an edit somewhere. Like, it was just like moments where characters, um, used a thousand percent of their power and just boom. It's so cool. So got, I, lo- I love to see that. He's got the dragon ball Z energy going yeah. on here. Yeah. He, he has gone super Saiyan. Yeah. Um, but it's such a cool, uh, moment to see. I kind of knew it was coming when the, uh, when the emerald shattered and it showed all the tiny little ones, um, I was like, oh, are we about to get supersonic, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Seeing all the emeralds was really cool, too. Just, like, little th- things yeah. being thrown in. Like, I feel like the, the Master Emerald was brought to screen pretty well. Like, it looks really dope. Yeah, I think it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and I also like the fact that the emeralds are small. Mm-hmm. They're not big uh, and cartoonishly big. I like that they're small and more life-sized. Um, but, yeah, it was super awesome to see super-powered ultimate uh, Sonic Super awesome to see Sonic Knuckles and Tails working together too. Teaming up, yeah. Uh, it's, it harks me back to my Sonic Hero days. Oh, so good. Um, I love uh, after he, you know, gives up the supersonic powers. Knuckles is just like to to James Marsden's character. He's like he's completely different. This is not the Sonic that you remember anymore. And then James, Mar- it's like super intense. And James Marsden's like what? No, and then all of a sudden, Sonic just drops a chili dog down from the sky, eats one, drops one down from Knuckles, and it covers him in the face. He's like, he's exactly the Sonic you know. Yeah. Like, those are the jokes that actually kind of crack me up in this movie, not like the, you need me to floss and show you the ways of the dabbing. Mm-hmm. I, I, oof, not on board for that. But no, that yeah. was a genuinely funny moment for me. No, it was it was really good. I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah, and then they fight, mm-hmm. and then they go to the baseball field from the first movie. Also, wait, wait I, have, I have one more thing, one more question for you. What happened to the rings? Or the emeralds, sorry. Like, what happened to those? Because... Don't they reform into the Master Emerald? He... Knuckles reforms the Master Emerald, but not before Sonic exits out of Super Sonic, and you just see all the rings fly up into the air, or the emeralds fly mm. up into the air, and they disappear. Does he... I guess... I'm assuming that from Knuckles reforming the, the Master Emerald, it put all the emeralds back in that. Yeah. I'm assuming. That's kind of what I gather, too, because... But I just, I thought about it. I thought about it because they just disappeared. And I was like, huh? I guess, yeah, they don't really, like, explain it to you. But yeah. I guess with, like, them still carrying the Master Emerald around at the end of the movie, it's it's meant to imply that it's probably as important and as powerful as it was. Mm-hmm. But you're right. They do kind of just fly up into the air and then they're gone. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, and I, after they get in that big epic fight, is Eggman dead? We don't know. Definitely don't not. Know. He's definitely not. Um, You see... There's, there's a couple little nods that show he might still be alive. Jim Carrey is talking about retiring acting, so I actually don't know if he'll 
come back for Sonic 3 or, or what his plan is, but I don't know. Would you be on board for a Sonic 3 without Jim Carrey? Yes. Me too. Because of the yes. end credit scene, which yeah. I think we should talk about. We can talk about it now. Yeah, the movie wraps up with, with Sonic and Knuckles and Tails, and they're all having a nice moment, and they're all laughing, and then, and then they drive away. And then yeah. the movie ends. Um, right. And so the post credit scene is Shadow. Yeah, we see Shadow. The the military people are like, oh, we found a secret research facility uh, on our search or whatever. And you see Shadow in like a test tube or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, super cool. You actually predicted this before we walked into the movie. You yeah, like, I, I just was like, where would they go next? Because I knew Jim Carrey was talking about retiring. and I didn't know if they'd get him back for a third movie. So I was like per se we don't get Jim Carrey in a third Sonic movie where is like the natural progression from here it has to be Shadow I was like especially if it's like a third one it's like the ending I just feel like that'd be a cool character to bring in in a th- third movie there it is lo and behold Shadow yeah. pops up in the post credit scene I've heard some pretty crazy stories of people going like nuts in theaters over this that's awesome I mean I, I was kind of freaking out too I was like this is really awesome to see what do you think like this sets up for like a third movie's plot line do you think it's just gonna like because the thing is like we just got Knuckles, and, like, Knuckles is kind of, like, the same thing of, like, a mirror image of Sonic. I mean, a little bit. So, like, I don't know. Like, what do you think the Shadow storyline or Like, what do you want to see if they bring him in? Here's what I want to see, and here's what I hope we see. Mm-hmm. I want Shadow. Shadow uh, is trying to find... He Obviously, he probably wants the power of the Emerald so he can do the fucking cool chaos control thing that he does. Um, but I want to see Shadow come in. Shadow, uh, and actually, this would require Eggman to come back. I want to see Eggman, uh, or essentially the government find Shadow. Shadow is essentially the government's version of Sonic. Mm, like the Winter Soldier. Exactly. Sonic um, is, uh, like, actually, this doesn't require Eggman. Sonic's, like, doing his thing, whatever. Uh, he's trying to help people around, but he's still not doing the greatest job. Uh, and so the government's like, ah, we have our, our better version. We have Shadow. So they send Shadow out. Shadow starts doing stuff. Um, but he's actually evil boy because that's who Shadow is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see Eggman come back for Metal Sonic. Yeah. Oh, I, man. I think what we need to have is Shadow, um, as, as the government's working on their own Sonic, Eggman is also working on his own Sonic to make Metal Sonic. And then the three of them go after each and other. Then, and then uh, somehow Shadow and Sonic end up on the same team, and they have to fight Metal Sonic. I'd love that. That sounds like a good ending, you know? Wrap it up there, make it a nice little trilogy. Exactly. That sounds cool. I, I think they can wrap it up there easily. Uh, I here's I'm going to be honest. Here's the one character I don't want to see for a third movie. Mm. Amy. Me neither. I love Amy. She's great. Just don't, don't need her. Don't convolute it too much. You know, yeah, keep, exactly. Keep it the the three favorites, and then Shadow is a cool villain that people like a lot. And then that's it. I don't think we need to like overdo it by bringing in all these Sonic characters, because mm. then it just gets to the point where it's like, all right, get rid of the human characters. Let's make a movie just like this. Literally. it either here's, here's the thing. It would either be that, or it would be that Shadow is the bad guy of this movie, and uh, to combat Shadow, we get Silver. Would be cool. I really like Silver, and I want Silver to come in, but I don't think Silver will ever come in. Anybody who like hasn't played the Sonic games is listening like, uh-huh. Who the fuck yes, is that? for sure. Yeah. But, no, there's a lot of cool characters they could bring in. I think bringing Shadow in is probably their best bet, and it's clearly they, mm-hmm. they are in agreement by having brought him in. Um, I would love to see Jim Carrey come back, in, even in a lesser capacity. Yeah, he, he doesn't see, need to be the, the main villain. Yeah, Shadow main villain, Jim Carrey side villain. Yeah, exactly. I think it's perfect. I think it would be really, really funny to have, like, Jim Carrey there, um, like, in prison, you know? Like, to, to play off of, like, the whole, like, Hannibal Lecter Clarice thing where, like, Sonic has to go talk to Eggman. Oh, and, my like, God, like, imagine. I, I think that'd be hilarious. But I don't really know. I think if they bring him back, it'd be fine. If Jim Carrey is really, really insistent on he's done, I don't agree with his decision. But, you know, mm-hmm. happy for him. Yeah. I think if you're in the middle of a trilogy, you should come back for the final movie. I hope he does. I hope he so does, we'll too. See. He's probably, like, contractually obligated, and he's already signed on for the third movie. Maybe so. he, this is him just saying he's not doing any more acting gigs after this. Just Sonic, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Do you have any any final points on the, on the blue boy himself, on Mr. Chili Dog? Uh, only thing I will say is here are the things that I needed the Sonic movie to have, and they did. A, 
chili dogs. Yeah. There were chili dogs. I'm, I've been saying the first movie, not enough chili dogs. Not enough chili dogs. There's lots <laughs> of chili dogs in this movie. Uh, B, uh, funny camaraderie between Knuckles, Tails, and Sonic. Got it. Yep. Done. It's all there. Uh, C, he had to go fast. And he even said, I gotta go fast. He says the exact thing. And then he did it. I think like you and I looked at each other. We're like, he said the thing, Wesley. Literally, we were like, yes, he's gotta go fast. <laughs> so I think those, all those things, those were the boxes I needed checked off. They got checked off. If I had to rate Sonic out of uh, five uh, Master Emeralds, I'd give it a solid four. Sonic gets a solid four. I have a couple grievances, but overall, I did have a fun time. It's a great movie, and if you like the first one, you'll like the second one. I will say, having had this conversation about the second one, I think I think that these movies are on par, and so I'm not necessarily going to say like one is definitively better than the other, but I will say, having had this conversation, I think I like the second one more. It is. A it, little more fun, I think. It's just a little more fun. It, it taps into what I like from that world and what I like from these characters. I mean... Tails and Knuckles are just absent from the first movie. It's just Sonic, and that's cool. But like, once you bring in the 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 gang, I'm like, I'm a little bit more into it. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. I think if I had to rate them, I would give the first Sonic a three out of five, and I would give the second one a three and a half out of five. Mm. It's like just a little bit better. And I don't even think it's a matter of it being better. It's just like it gave me what I wanted a little bit more. Yeah. So I had I had more of a fun time with it. Yeah, I think that's about everything we have for Sonic. Unless you have anything else. No, that's it for me. I. You know, he do be going fast. He do be going fast. He do be having a good time. He do be eating chili dogs. And I think that's about it from us. So thank you guys so much for uh, listening to this episode. Uh, if you want to check out our other episodes, uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also check out our Instagram at the Dive In Movie Cast and our individual individual Instagrams. I'm at Wesley Giffen. I am at Hayden Kudris, and it is the same name on our letterboxed. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Gotta go fast until then. Zoom in. Zoom.